A series called Healing Is For You. I believe with all of my heart, according to the Word of God, beyond any shadow of a doubt, it is God's will for you to be well. I know Brother Copeland many years ago received a word from the Lord, and that word was, I want my people well. Amen? Amen? So because it is God's will for us to be well, then we must have some scriptures that back that up because His will is His Word. You will always find His will in His Word. You know, when we pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, that's not only the will of the Lord overall to be done, but His Word be done in our lives. Let Your Word, just like Mary said, be it unto me according to Your Word. And so there are several scriptures to, to back that up. And so I want to encourage you to become familiar with the Scriptures. And once you're familiar with the Scriptures, don't allow them to depart from your life. Amen. You know, that's, that's probably one of the greatest temptations that once we have known the truth, we think we've got the whole truth and we think we've arrived. But in reality, God's Word is so... There's so much revelation in it. And the importance of continuously feeding on it, I cannot stress the importance of it. How many of you ate a meal today? All right. How many of you ate a couple? Anybody going to eat a couple more? All right. So, so you ate today, right? Okay. Well, thank God for that, right? But you see, the Bible says man should not live by what? But by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. And just like there are nutrients in perhaps the meals that you ate today, there are spiritual nutrients for you in God's Word. Amen. And so that's why it's so important. I love what Jeremiah said. He said, Thy words were found. Notice he found them. He went to the place where it was written. He said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. See, one way to eat the Word is to hear the Word and to speak God's Word, but also to meditate God's Word. Meditate, one of the, the, the ways that you could describe meditating would be to chew. Just like a cow chews the cud and brings it up again. We're to let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly, but also to bring it up again. Chew on it, feed on it, let it dwell in you. Think about it, ponder it, see how it applies to your life. Amen? So Jeremiah said that words were found and I did eat them. And they were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. So evidently, Jeremiah heard something that caused joy to rise up in him. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said in John, he said, These things have I spoken unto you. Amen? That your what might be full? That your joy may be full. Those things that Jesus spoke to them and to us were words. And these words that he speaks, they are spirit, addressed to your spirit, and they are life. And these words, as we find them, think about them, speak them, live them and act on them, it will bring great joy into your life. 
I mean, let's be honest about it. How many of you have ever sat down to a great, big, huge Thanksgiving meal and you were happy? A Thanksgiving meal like that is happier than a happy meal at McDonald's. But I mean, it's a full banquet, right? Okay. Well, the same thing is true spiritually. He's prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And on God's table is anything and everything that pertains to this life and to godliness. The scriptures have promise of the life that you're in now and in the world which is to come. And so as you feed on manna from heaven, as you are not just a casual Christian, but you are a disciplined disciple of Christ... As you continue in His Word, His Word will continue in you. It'll make you continuously free, but also you'll have great joy. Say it with me. The joy joy of the Lord. Lord. What have we been talking about? The joy of the Lord is my strength. So that's another way that we can be strengthened is through the Word of God. God's Word has the ability... To build a person up. Amen? Amen? In the book of Acts, it says, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. Amen? Amen. I believe that believers ought to be built up. Why should we be built up? Well, not only for our benefit, but we should be built up so we can build others up. Amen? Amen? So this strength... It comes from the Word. It just seems like we're just kind of going back in that groove tonight. Is that all right? Now, I know that I haven't had you open the Scriptures yet, but hang out for a while. You're still receiving an anointed Word. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Strengthened. 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 Strengthened through my Word. Strengthened. Strengthened. Here's what Paul said. Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus. And he said, I bow my knees unto the Father, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you out of the rich treasure of his glory to be strengthened with might. By what? By his spirit. Where? In the inner man. His spirit lives in you. He's in the inner man. And Paul is praying that we would have the richest measure of his divine presence and that we would be strengthened with might. I think we ought to just raise our hands right now. And I'm going to speak a word of strength over you right now. Father, right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, where there's been perhaps some spiritual anemia, where there's been some fatigue and weariness affecting people's mind and even their flesh, I speak a word of faith and a word of strength to their hearts, to their minds, to their bodies. We demand weakness and spiritual anemia to be removed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And say it with me, I believe believe that I receive, receive. I'm getting stronger stronger. 
in every area of my life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. So be strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit. Where? In the inner man. That's where the Holy Spirit is. Be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. Now, we can have the Holy Spirit living in us, but ignore Him. Right? Is that possible to do with your husband? Is that possible to come to church and see somebody that maybe you'd rather not talk to and ignore them? Right? Well, it's likewise, it's very possible to ignore the Holy Spirit. Amen. So one way that we stay active and connected with the Spirit, not that He leaves us, one way that we stay active and connected with Him is by communion with Him and by praying in the Spirit. Amen. Listen, if you have not yet prayed in the Spirit before, I thank God you can do it before you leave tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Here's what uh, Jude says. He says, but you beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, doing what? Praying in the Spirit. I love to pray in the Spirit, don't you? And I don't wait for a feeling before I pray in the Spirit. I think a lot of the old timers, they kind of, you know, just were waiting for some sort of a goosebump or a feeling before they'd pray in the Spirit. They knew they could pray in the Spirit, but they were waiting on something before they would pray in the Spirit. I'm telling you, you don't, await, you don't have to wait on something. Something is already, someone has already come on the inside of you and filled you. Amen? Amen. So, getting back now to... A couple of things I want to say to you tonight. Where healing is concerned, you must be committed to the Word of God. We could say it this way. Number one, we should acquire the truth. Everyone say, acquire. Acquire the truth. Now, uh, uh, perhaps you haven't seen it that way before, but I want you to turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 23 now. And look with me at verse 23. Proverbs 23 and verse 23. Acquire the truth. Notice it says, buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Now that word buy there is a little bit blind to us. If we could pull it up in the New Living Translation, I believe it perhaps makes it a little bit more clear because it sounds like you're having to uh, purchase the truth. I don't believe that that's what it is saying. In the New Living Translation, it says, get the truth. Get the truth. Get the truth. And never sell it. Once you've got it, hold on to it. And you all know where to get the truth. You get the truth right here. Get the truth, never sell it, never let it go. Once you get the truth, hold fast to it. There will be plenty of things that will try to take the truth away from you. Amen? But the scripture says, get it, never sell it. Paraphrasing, hold fast to it. 
You know, I think you could take a look at the parable, the sower sows the word. And you could see that the subject of that parable of the sower soweth the word is the word of God. So let's look over at Mark chapter 4. Acquire the truth. Get the truth. Don't allow yourself to be talked out of the truth. Amen? Now in Mark the fourth chapter, and we see something here. Mark 4, 14, it says, The sower sows the what? So the sower sows the word, verse 15. And these are by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately to do what? To take away the word that was sown in their hearts. For example, you heard a great word on strength tonight. But the enemy will try to take that away. That's just what he does. He attempts to steal and to rob what has been sown. And so when he says, buy the truth, find the truth, get the truth, and sell it not, we must be aware of the fact that there's a thief out there trying to rob us. You know, the Bible says that we are not to be ignorant of his devices, right? Okay. And then verse 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word... Immediately they receive it with gladness. They're glad to hear it. But they have no root in themselves. In other words, they heard it, but they didn't allow it to be rooted in them. And for the word, once it is sown, to be rooted in our lives... We have to cultivate it, water it, protect it. Amen? And so, and I don't mean this wrong, but church people by the millions receive the word gladly every Sunday morning. But by Monday, their tails have been whipped. And I'll tell you why. That is, in many cases, is because there is so much emotionalism in the body of Christ today. Many come to church for the feel-good experience. They're even on their feet. Oh yeah, you're about to get a breakthrough, breakthrough. They're dancing around the church. But by Wednesday night, I'm not saying that about you. By Wednesday night? You see, you've got to allow the word to be rooted. Everyone say, no root, no fruit. They have no root in themselves. They got no grit. And so endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction... Or persecution arises for what? This, these things that are coming against you, don't consider it strange and don't take it personal. It's just part of the sower sows the word. 
These are they which are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they're offended. They're offended. Sometimes they get offended with the messenger. Right? Sometimes they get offended with an author, whatever the case might be. And these are they which are sown among thorns. Acquire the truth. Buy it. Find it. Sell it not. Hold on to it. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word. Now notice, I think this is one of the things that gets a lot of Christian people. The cares of this world. The cares of this world. The pressures that come against us. The pressures of 880. The pressures of the first of the month coming. The pressures of, of, of the job. The, the pressures of, of, of children at home and the, the things that they face. It's just, it's life. It's, it's, it's pressure. And it brings care with it. And so the bait of that pressure is for us to take the care of it. I've discovered that you can be in the midst of a storm and still be carefree. Are you saying, Pastor Mark, you've never been careful? I didn't say that. But I have discovered if we buy the truth, find the truth, and sell it not... We do not have to allow the cares of this life cause us to sink. Amen? Amen. What did Jesus do? Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship and he was asleep on a pillow. There arose a great storm, a mighty storm with bad intentions. His disciples were shaking. Master, don't you care that we perish? Jesus rose up. That's what we need to do against cares and fears is we need to let this spirit of might rise up on the inside of us and address those things that are coming against us. I mean, they're coming. And they're coming against us. So we might as well learn to address those things that come against us. One way that we do is, it is written. A weapon formed against me shall prosper. So Jesus stood up. In the hinder part of the ship, what did he say? Well, oh, boys, I don't know what in the world we're going to do. Sorry I got you out here in the ship, in the middle of the lake. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. No, the Prince of Peace stood up and he said, peace be still. And some of us have been in that lake. Some of us have been in that storm. Some of you may be there right now. We don't take it lightly, but we don't take it so seriously that we yield to the spirit of fear. What am I saying? I'm saying we must take this word more seriously. We must allow what's on the inside of us to rise up and speak the word only. And so that is part of then acquiring the truth, not letting it go. Amen? Amen. Say with me, I don't. Have a care. care. Do you know that care and anxiety can hear you? 
Did you know that fear can hear you? What in the world are you talking about, Pastor Mark? Fear can hear me? You better believe it. It's an evil spirit. I didn't say you have an evil spirit. I said fear comes from the devil. And the devil can hear you. And I could preach this for an hour, but let me give you just a little taste of it. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter. Come on. The next day, his disciples were bewildered and said, Master, Master, the fig tree which you have cursed is withered. It dried up from the roots. You become rooted in God and rooted in this word, you will see some things in your life that will come against you, dry up from the roots if you speak faith-filled words over it. In the same context, Jesus said, Now look, guys, have faith in me. Have faith in me. Put your faith in me. For truly I tell you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Did that fig tree hear him? And so Jesus is saying, Your mountains can hear you. But you not, must not magnify the mountain and talk about the mountain. You must magnify the word and speak to the mountain. I believe this. I believe debt can hear you. I believe it can. Debt, Jesus' name. I'm calling you reduced and eliminated. I'm cursing you from the roots. Come on, somebody. You might as well talk rich instead of poor talk. You might as well talk prosperity instead of talking poverty. Your prosperity has been bought and paid for. I don't care what religious people say. It is the will of God for you to prosper. As much as it is His will for you to be saved, it's His will for you to prosper. Well, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Okay? I can see we're not going to get real far tonight. But, I want you to turn to the book of Luke. i got to look it up. You believe that tumors can be dried up? You take a look, you know, in your, in your own time, in your own Bible study. And you look at Luke chapter 4, beginning in verse 18, where he began to declare that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he said, because he's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and so on. But in the midst of that, Perhaps it could have been the same day. A lot of people got upset with him for what he was saying about 
Who does he think he is? Saying the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Anybody ever been upset with you about some maybe declarations you've made? Don't let it bug you. In verse 29, well, in verse 28 it says, And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. (laughs) And they rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him, led him under the brow of the hill. I've been on that hill. When we were there with Billy Brim years ago. They brought him to the brow of the hill whereon their city was built. That they might cast him down headlong. Now that's the enemy. That's the thief. Coming against the truth. <laughs> But notice verse 30. But he passed out. Huh? (laughs) He got really scared and passed right out, right? No. But he passing through. God's made a way for you and me to pass through. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. He was not dodging them. He was not doing a snagglepuss exit stage right. And again, I've dated myself. His knees were not knocking. He didn't back down. He didn't back up. He just walked right through them. And I don't know if this happened or not, but it very well could have. Some of them may have fallen back because of the presence of the Lord and the Master. So friends, when you take an when you take an uncompromised stand on the living word of the Lord, though people come against you one way, they'll have to flee before you seven way. They may talk about this. They may talk about you here. They may talk about you there. But just keep your eyes on me, saith the Lord, and I'll take you right through the midst of the test, right through the midst of the trial, and you'll make it to the other side. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And the cool thing about it is, is you don't have to defend yourself. He is your defense. Oh, raise your hands and say, He is my defense. But he passing through the midst of them went his way. And he came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. He didn't let it stop him. And they were astonished at his doctrine. Why? Do you believe that the word of God that is preached should be preached in power? Do you believe that it should be in demonstration of the spirit of God and the power of God? I do too. So he didn't have to go into therapy after that. He didn't have to get this victim's mentality. And say, whoa, everyone's against me. What have I done wrong? No. He just went to the synagogues, opened up the word, hit her again. (laughs) He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, boys. 
And the same Spirit that was upon Him is upon us. Verse 32, And they were astonished at His doctrine, for His word was with power. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, and Jesus cast it out, right? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want to say this to you, that mountains can hear, debt can hear, and i tell you what else can hear. Fevers can hear. I said fevers can hear. And I'm looking for the scripture, and I believe it's in Luke there, isn't it? Huh? Verse 38 of what? Luke? Luke 4. Okay, I lost it. All right. Stand by. You're a man of God here. Luke 4. 38. And he arose out of the synagogue and he entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken with what? Hey, a great fever ain't nothing for Jesus. If a great storm was nothing for him, a great fever surely isn't anything for him. A great fever... And they besought him for her, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever. Can you rebuke viruses? Can you rebuke the flu? Every year there's a flu season. We need to start declaring right now, we are having a healthy season. Amen? Use wisdom and all those different things. Wash your hands and everything. But don't go about fearful about getting the flu. Amen. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever. In other words, he said something to the fever. Notice, and what did it do? It, the fever, left her. That's why I say to you tonight that fevers can hear the command of faith. And immediately she rose and ministered unto them. Notice with me, it does not say immediately she arose and went to her television and watched TV for the next 12 hours. No, the moment she got healed, she started ministering. Let's stand up.